Today's podcast and the following message are brought to you by FlickFusion. From automated value proposition videos to live streaming walk-around videos and video emails, FlickFusion has everything you need to provide the most comprehensive and personalized online video user experience. Technology has changed, and so should the way you communicate with your prospects and customers. At FlickFusion, we leverage the most powerful video technologies to create the most personalized online experience. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash flick. Okay, folks, welcome to today's Video Marketing Hacks webcast. Uh, I'm Ryan Girardi, and I appreciate you joining us, whether you are right here live with us. That's great. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. You might be watching uh, this on the, the replay, the recording. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time to, uh, to tune in. Today is Thursday, June 27th. We're glad to have you. And as you can see, we're going to look today at the four stages of video marketing success. So I've broken that down in the show notes. If you're not familiar with the way that production works with video production, there's pre-production, there's there's the actual live and capture, and then of course there's post-production. And then the final stage, we get into marketing that video content. And I've welcomed a a subject matter expert to join us today. Her name is Megan Roberge, and she is the founder, owner, and executive producer at Atlanta Business Video. And Megan and I actually have a pretty long history of, uh, of working together as, as colleagues and business associates. And I, I said, you know what, if you can come up here and kind of give us a feel for the video production process on your side, and we've got Megan there. So Megan, hello. How are you? Hey, Ryan. I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are good. So um, what I'm going to do is share my screen a little bit. We're going to start with, uh, with atlantabusinessvideo.com. We're going to start, let me actually pull the screen up there. We're going to look at some of the things. We're going to kind of start from the back a little bit, but we're going to look at some of the things that Megan's doing on her company website uh, as far as applying video. So I think the first one here is video banners, right? Yes. Video banners and parallax strips are really the new current standard for website design best practices. So it's a great way to incorporate video into the design of your website to really elevate it and keep it current. And Oh, go ahead. So folks know what they're looking at, because I think platform matters. I'm a WordPress user. You're on Wix. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wix supports this. So you upload a video file, or does it have to go on YouTube? How do you get that in there? Yes, you upload the video file directly to your website. So it just depends on, I mean, most platforms have this ability now, so it shouldn't be a problem. It's usually in the template area. Okay. And I actually use this on one of my sites on autoburstmedia.com. I have a, a video in there. Uh, that's through WordPress, and it actually 
uh, I think it requires a YouTube video. There might be a way to upload it, but that's how I get mine in there. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a really great way to go ahead and show your audience immediately what they want to see. So in my case, it would be, look at this gorgeous video you could have. Yeah, and you can tell, I mean, the richness of this con of this video is so evident right here. Uh, you can tell this is high-grade, high-def video footage. Thank you. Yes, it is. And then if you scroll down, you'll see the bars that go across are called strips. And this one right here where it says, take the first step, fill out an inquiry form. The back right there, that is a, a video strip. And when it's parallax, you can see different portions of the frame at different times, depending on when you're scrolling. So that's a cool new feature that you can integrate into your site design. Yeah, parallax is always so trippy because you can see above the video and below it, as I scroll, it goes away. It's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty fancy technology for sure. Yep. So you just upload a separate video file, you place it there as a parallax strip, and then there it is. Yes, and you can, like, you can give a tour, you can show off your products. Um, it's really limitless to what you want to in, include in that video. Very cool. And if you're listening to this, obviously, on the podcast, you'd have to come and uh, look at the original recording. So you'd, uh, you'd, what I would do is go to autoconversion.net, look for a link to our YouTube channel, and look for this video. Um, also, you could, what you can do is, is go under webcast, look for video marketing, and just register with this webcast series, and we'll send you all the links that you need, and they'll be in the show notes. So those are some kind of more modern or trendy applications of video specific to your website. What we really want to dive into, and I'm going to go over to your portfolio at this point, is the process that it takes to get there. Uh, I find when I talk with, with, with clients and businesses, and they have all these ideas about video that they want. Um, you know, someone like yourself, myself, we start thinking about everything that goes into play. Multiple cameras, audio, you know, all, the, all, the, all that pre-production, you know, stuff that's going to go into planning to get there, the strategy, all that stuff. So why don't we pick a video? You want me to start with this one that's right here? Okay. And I'm going to let it play. And... Why don't you speak to some of the pre-production items as far as what went into the, the concept and, and the planning to get to this point? Okay. And I'll, I'll cut the audio. Okay. So this is for Cobb Industrial Inc. They are a steel manufacturing company and they needed a video to use in their sales process as they get in front of prospects and to use on their website. So they actually built their office. Everything, all of the steel and glass, they all did themselves. And so this video is really to show off what they can do and explain um, what they can do for their clients. Um, so part of the pre-production involved with this one is we really start from scratch. Um, before we even talk about the video, we talk about the, the big picture. What are you trying to achieve with this video? Um, and it's important to keep the end in mind as you, you get started. Um, we also want to talk about your target audience because that not only helps to qualify prospects, but it also helps us in our messaging and how are we delivering that content to make sure it's connecting with them as effectively as possible. 
<clears throat> and then another important factor is a call to action. We're not just doing this video for fun, even though it is very fun, we need to have a next step for your viewer to take action. So that needs to be uh, discussed beforehand. Um, so this one had a voiceover which involved some scripting and we coordinated drone footage, ground footage, we used a gimbal. Um, we had to coordinate times that the facility in the back was busy and active um, and then we talked about what kind of shots we wanted in order to achieve the, the vision. Can I ask real quick, because uh, you had alluded, you know, you have to define, you know, what's the purpose of the video, who is it for? So uh, just emphasize who, who, are, who is this video meant to be seen by? Who are they after here? So um, this client works with people that are developing huge, like, um, quick trips and stuff like that. And so if they can get into in front of those developers and show them what they can do before even getting the meeting, um, then they're a step ahead. Okay. So this, will it go on their website? Yes, it's on their website and they also send it to um, people before they have a meeting with them. And I see the drone footage, it's very evident right there. Now you mentioned gimbal. Uh, maybe yes. we could explain what a gimbal is. Sure. So a gimbal is a piece of technology that your camera attaches to and it uses motors to counterbalance. So you're able to walk through a space um, very smoothly, like with no bumps, um, as, as al almost as if you're just kind of floating through the space. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to get these really cool shots that are basically like um, jib or crane shots, but you're able to do it um, just with this one piece of technology. So it, it adds movement, which is really um, big these days to, to footage instead of just standing in one spot and shooting. A lot of our audience, especially for this webcast, which is targeted at auto, auto retailers, which you know are multi-dimensional, multi-million dollar operations, um, and they need videos like this that really emphasize um, their, you know, their facility uh, the, and, and the, the people that are there. One thing I'm noticing in here is I'm not really seeing, you know, it's not focused on the people at all, whereas a car, car dealer, there could be a lot of emphasis on people. This is a three-minute video. Can, can, you, um, can you recall or, or gather up how, much, how many man hours went into just planning and preparing for the actual capture? Yes, I can definitely tell you that. And then we'll get in next, folks, about uh, the process of capturing the footage and what went into that. What went into that? So there was actually not too too much pre-production involved in this one um, because the client took on most of the script writing. So we met and we developed an outline together. We toured the space. We talked about what were the most important features. Um, and develop that preliminary shot list. Um, so we were about at two hours for pre-production for this one. Okay, so not a, not a ton. Yeah. And then did you get, when you went on site to capture the footage, obviously you mentioned the gimbal mm -hmm. camera, uh, the drone, you probably brought at least one or two other cameras with you. Was it all done in one day? It was, yes. It took six and a half hours to record. Okay. Six and a half hours of, of there, and how much footage, if that's the right term, uh, how much 
you know, footage ended up being recorded? I'd say about two or three hours. Okay. We're really taking 15 second clips, but a lot of them. Yeah. And was this the only video that was made out of all that footage? Yes, but there is an opportunity to create so many things from what we shot. So many social videos, you can repurpose this so many different ways. Yeah. And that's what I try to educate people on myself is, look, we do webinars, we do events like this. And in a 30 or 40 minute conversation, I can get easily two or three clips out of that of 60, 90 seconds, even a couple of minutes. Uh, with very different messages and, and intent. So um, uh, so good. So Cobb Industrial. Uh, anything else on that that's notable before we move on to the next? Um, let's see. That one, there's a lot of things that we may or may not have to handle when it comes to pre-production. We didn't need to rent a location because we were shooting at the client space. Um, we didn't have any professional talent as uh, to be in the scene. So sometimes we do need to coordinate that. Um, Didn't need any acting or anything like that. I know the other two we're going to look at. One is the Mike Ween video uh, from his workshop. And then the other one I think we talked about is the Burger Theory. Um, So why don't we get into the Mike Ween video? This is a three minute and 43 seconds so who is i'm going to play it um, but maybe let us know who mike is mike is an amazing speaker he is a little backstory he's an iron man and he also is an expert in marketing so uh, this is one of his live presentations and it was a three camera shoot and it was a 45 minute presentation and we took out three to five minute sections of his presentation to use as content vignettes that he could use on social or his website to create consistent content. So one workshop, how long was the workshop? 45 minutes. Okay. Was it at Magiana's? It was. I saw that (laughs) (laughs) right there. There you go. Okay, so this is a three-minute, 45-second video. Was this the only video you made from that capture shoot? No, we made about four or five. You did? Okay. And we also updated his speaker reel, which is a two- to three-minute promo featuring different uh, speeches all combined together. Okay. So let's talk about the pre-production, the planning that went into this. Okay. Let me find his log. You know, speaking engagements uh, in all industries are, uh, are you know, pro- probably one of the more popular forms of, of thought leadership and networking and branding. And I always say the average audience at a, work, at a speaking engagement, you know, is going to be 30 to 40, maybe 50 people. Um, depending on the event and whatnot, there might be 100, 150 Anything larger than that is, is, is less common, uh, even for keynotes. And, you know, they're typically 30 to 40 minutes, upwards to an hour. And the only people that get the benefit are the people that are, that are there. Uh, most conferences have a recording product and people can buy the recording, um, but it's not edited. So I always say, 
so much good stuff comes out of a conversation like that. So I like how you've, you know, you've made a series of videos that, that are more consumable. So yes. yeah, what kind of planning went into this? So <clears throat> since we were at a location, it involved some location scouting. Um, anytime that we have a presentation, it's so important to make sure that we are set up with audio. Sometimes we're plugging into an audio board that exists already at the venue. Sometimes um, we're miking them directly. Um, so we, we plan out where the cameras are going, how we're going to get that audio feed, um, and double check. Sometimes people are eating, like in this video. Um, sometimes we have waiters walking back and forth, so it's really important to have multiple cameras so we can not have a waiter in front of the cameras as, as little as possible. Right. Um, yeah, so it was location scouting. We, I've worked with Mike Ween for many years, so really we didn't need to cover branding um, and stuff like that since all of that had already been established. Um, but we did talk about what, what would, we would want to do with those videos, um, you know, an end goal, the marketing campaign that would be used for it. Um, so this one was we did meet in person as well to have a um, collaborative editing meeting. Um, this one took about four hours of pre-production. Okay, so good bit of planning. You were probably only there a couple of hours, setting up, recording, yes. getting out of there. Um, yeah, three and a half. And just to give me an, give us an idea of post-production, because so, this is very thoughtful content. You got to study what he's talking about. Right. Exactly. Anytime that we're editing content instead of just taking a beginning and end point, it really takes a lot of brain power. And so um, to really stylize it and brand it and create those motion graphics, um, it took about uh, 30 to 35 hours to edit this full project, including updating his speaker wheel with new content. 30 to th up to 35 hours from, yes. from head to toe, mm -hmm. pre, capture, post, um, and everything. Wow. Yes. It says a lot. Um, it, I, it, it says a lot of what goes into that. All right, good. So let's move on to burger theory. This is for a retailer, right? Are they a franchise? Are they a local place? I've never heard of burger theory. Burger theory is the restaurant that's inside the Holiday Inn. So they have these um, all over the country in Holiday Inn hotels. And this video was created in addition to a whole bunch of the other videos that we did for the project in order to promote the restaurant. And this was looping in the lobby TVs. Um, and they also used it for social. You said looping in the lobby. Oh, so this goes in the, the TV lobbies at the Holiday Inn. Correct. It's a one minute piece. So... I must be hungry because it's all looking really good. That's the point. <laughs> it uh, is really good, actually. I'm a big fan funny. Of I would never know it's a Holiday Inn. That's that's great. Um, okay, so let's talk about the the pre production process here. Okay, this was a ginormous project. This is probably um, one of the biggest ones that we've ever done. So not only did we do this promo video, but we also did about 15 back of house recipe training videos. So we're training 
the employees how to make every single one of the menu items. And then we also did about 15 front of house videos, which trains the, um, the staff on, you know, how to go through the entire process of the restaurant experience for this brand. Um, how to talk about, you know, the meat temperatures, anything that you could think of in, in that interaction. Um, so pre-production, there was a ton of scripting, ton of logistics. Um, took, let's see, 101 hours of pre-production. Wow. If you can believe that. Of your company's time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Over what period of time? Like three weeks, a month, six months? Um, so let's see. We started 5-16. A year. One year. So f- the entire development process of creating the content as well. Wow. And then when you went to shoot, was it all in one day? No. We did... Um, one, two, three, four, four days of production. Okay. And how many hours of footage did you end up with? Do you remember? I don't. It, it was days and days worth of footage. And we had multiple cameras too. Do you edit the stuff yourself? Like you actually go in and pick it apart? I do. Editing is my favorite. That's actually why I got into this. Ah, that's how you and I met. I yes. think, I don't even remember how, uh, so for folks, I mentioned Megan and I have a little history and, and uh, your, the original founder, your partner was Roger Sticks. That's right. I don't know how he and I met, um, but yeah, you were the editor and you, I think, edited our projects together. Yes, I did. Yes, Do I you did. remember how we met? Like what led to that? Uh, I remember that we did some of Masterpiece Martial Arts videos. Uh-huh. For that, I'm, I'm not sure. Actually, it just dawned on me how, how we crossed paths. Jack Varnell, he was a contractor of mine and he's based in Atlanta. This was like 10 plus years ago. Yeah. And I needed some video editing and he recommended you guys. And so, ah, well, that's yeah. so kind of him. And rest in peace, Roger. He, Roger passed away about five years ago. Uh, four, yes. Four, and uh, and so the business became yours fully. Yes. yes. Um, and you yeah. do exceptional work, exceptional work. Thank you. Um, so I'm gonna go back to sharing my screen. Uh, we'll spend the last few minutes focusing on some other applications and really the the, the fourth stage in the process. Yeah. Uh, which is essentially video marketing. So. Make sure I'm sharing the right screen. There we go. So just to recap here, we're looking at the four stages of video marketing success. And we, uh, we just kind of got a feel for the pre and post production processes uh, of a few different examples. And now we're going to look at uh, some of the ways that um, both uh, Megan at Atlanta Business Video uh, and a little bit of how we put our marketing, our video content out there as well. So one thing I like that you drew attention to is you upload videos to the About Us section of your LinkedIn profile. Yes, yes. Um, there are so many ways that you, new new places every day that you can start adding video. Um, a lot of people don't know about 
adding video to their LinkedIn profile. And it's definitely possible. All you need to do is go to the about section and add a link. It can come straight from YouTube. Okay, so you put it up on YouTube. Can you upload it or does it have to link to YouTube? You can upload it. Okay, so you can do one. Is there a reason you chose to link to it versus upload it? It's a little glitchy when you try to upload to your profile. So I find that it's a little smoother to link it from something else just for this about section. Gotcha. Not loading very well here. So that's cool. And you have 19 videos. So is there a limit to the number of videos? Not that I know of. Yeah. Okay. Um, I upload my video short. So when I record, you know, I'll take a short video like from here and I'll upload that to LinkedIn and they do create the best engagement. Uh, I upload those right to my, to my timeline, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, now here's the company's Facebook page. Yes, one thing that is so important to remember is that you need to be creating consistent content. If you're not creating consistent content, each one of these sites is gonna prioritize somebody who is creating consistent content. So you'll start to be forgotten and won't show up in the feed nearly as much unless you keep up and keep that engagement going. I'm wondering why it's stopping here. Oh, there it goes, there's more content. Now, do you find you get good engagement on your videos on Facebook compared to LinkedIn? Do you see a difference? I actually see more engagement on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, okay. Because you're targeting the business audience. Correct, yes. Right. Each site has its own pros and cons, and you need to uh, customize the content to, be, to fit within each site. So LinkedIn is definitely more educational, more professional uh, than Facebook is. Um, more fun and what's going on now. Okay. Good. Yeah, I find that I prefer to upload videos natively to whatever network they're going to versus linking everything to YouTube. That um, is so important. Yeah, because yes. the network likes that. The algorithm prefers that. Exactly. Each site is competing with each other for eyeballs. So if you upload a video directly to that site, they call that native video, then you're going to have a much better chance of getting in front of viewers. Yep. Forgot to check something here to see if any questions or anything might be coming through, but I think we're good. Um, now, one thing I've been pretty diligent about I started this a few months ago. I would create a, I create a LinkedIn article. I put, I started putting the word watch in it. Um, because I run different programs, I, I'll label them. I, I've been putting a date on them. I don't know if that's necessary, but I have been. Uh, and I just do a quick blurb and then I put it in here. And the benefit is if it's live, you can watch it live and then it's already up there. Um, and then I started doing that on the blog too. So it's almost like I'm announcing it on the blog and the article itself is, has a live stream. If I hit play, this would be us right now. <laughs> probably create the infinite mirror loop effect yes. was probably what would happen there. Um, yes, you do a great job of that. Um, <clears throat> these days you have to actually keep updating your website and the blog is a great way to do that. 
because once again, Google is indexing your site and if it doesn't see that it's current and relevant, then it'll skip over it for something that it thinks is more relevant to the search. Yeah, I tell you, Megan, it's a ton of work. Um, you want the website traffic, but people want to stay on the networks, right? They want to be on YouTube. They want to be on Facebook. They want to be on LinkedIn. I'm actually very cautious about linking outside from the network to the network. And the reason that I started doing the articles is so that when I publish to my company page, then instead of linking to my blog, I'm, I'm keeping them in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I do that for two purposes. One is for the algorithm. So it would be more inclined to share it. Mm -hmm. and the other purpose is for the user. If you're on LinkedIn and you link them to your site, it's going to put a frame up on your phone, you know? Um, so just for user experience, that's why I do that. This one I happen to forgot to put into the, to the post. There's no link in there. So I forgot to, and that's why it's in the comments. Um, but yeah, I think you have to really get to know the networks, the audience. I don't necessarily put the same video up every, in every place. Um, and I certainly don't do it at the same time. Uh, so a little hack there is that I will upload a video. I typically prioritize, okay, LinkedIn gets it first, right? And then later I'll do Facebook. Just all depends. And that way, if you're subscribed in both places, you're not seeing it the same day. Also, something to consider is peak viewer time. So a lot of times you're able to access statistics on how people are engaging with your social channel. And if you can identify when those peak hours are, that's a great time to post. Very much. Well, good, Megan. Thank you so much. Anything you'd like to add before we wrap up here? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Okay. Good summary of video production. And, you know, just to point out for, for those that are watching this is Atlanta Business Video specializes in what you just saw, doing deep, rich, custom, almost branding level type of video content, uh, you know, for their clients. Um, I do a ton of video production, but it's all this type. It's, it's webinars, it's webcasts, and live streaming, and creating conversations. And it's a whole different type of video content. Um, some, of, some of our processes and, and equipment are similar, but I don't use drones. <laughs> <laughs> a gimbal I could use at events, but, but not drones. Love to get into drone technology. It is fun. Well, if you want to reach out to uh, Megan, um, uh, go to atlantabusinessvideo.com, I guess, right? Correct. If you go to autoconversion.net, like I said, folks, this, uh, this series, the video marketing webcast series is brought to you by Flickfusion. So uh, about every three months, uh, we, do, uh, we, we do an event like this and we record it and then we feature it on the site on autoconversion.net. And you'll notice I tag it, see the Flickfusion tag there. If you go there, you'll see all of the uh, different uh, pieces of content we've put up in conjunction with Flickfusion. Tim James, who had, who had logged on at the beginning of this, he and I did a, a one-hour webinar uh, last year, and we made a, a, a basically a video guide, and it's about it's about a dozen different videos in the tutorial. 
So when you register for this series, we send you a link immediately to those to that to those 10 uh, videos. They're all on one page. And then you'll also receive links to the individual pieces that we just put up here. And Flickfusion provides uh, one of the auto industry's really most robust uh, video hosting marketing platforms designed for car dealers. So um, you can learn more by going to autoconversion.net forward slash flick. Folks, we're going to go ahead and take this offline. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, uh, comments, or anything, you can, wherever you're watching this, you can just post them and uh, I will be certain to pay attention and respond to you. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks again. This is Audiburst Media.